today. Gas stations in multiple states run out of fuel, sparking panic. But hey, at least there are no more mean tweets. Also, the CDC uh, has a misleading stat that is exaggerating the risk of outdoor COVID spread. I know you are going to be shocked and appalled. Clutch your pearls and hold up because it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by two of my friends, Elijah Schaefer, host of Slightly Offensive, which can be seen on Blaze TV, on YouTube. You can download the audio podcast. I'm basically just, I'm trying to promote you everywhere I'm glad, that I and also what people don't realize, too, is after this, I'm going to give a big announcement, so please stay tuned. Oh, okay. A, a News and Why It Matters exclusive yes. from Elijah Schaefer, also joined by comedian Chrissy Mayer, who is back in studio doing Hello. her. Hello. This is just a Vogue <laughs> thing going on that she uh, that she has going on. All right, so should be a fun. Well, I'd like for it to be a fun show. Oh, we'll we were, make it fun. We were oh, reading yeah. the headlines yeah. we and we were like, this is not. This is a very very hard hitting news day. Kind of saying when I think about Fridays and I think about an empty tank of gas, I get a little bit excited inside. This is like pretty good. <laughs> really? Yeah. This Runner is fumes baby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so you know we've talked about this yesterday on the program but uh, Americans in multiple states are uh, they're all arriving at their local gas stations to fill up on fuel but um, there are a lot of gas stations that are already out of said fuel um, <laughs> even though I believe it was what was it the New York Times who tweeted out this story that said, oh, but don't worry, there are no gas shortages, there are no lines, uh, they will have you know, like, so don't believe your eyes. Check don't believe your lion eyes, okay? Check this out, so that's interesting you brought that up. Yeah, okay. it goes with my announcement. Oh. So, well, they we, didn't have to stay tuned very long. <laughs> yeah, no, this is really it. good, this is really good. So as we all know, that amidst gas shortages, soaring food prices, hacks from foreign governments, and gang hacks, including you know increased spending from China in our country to influence it, not important. We know that the biggest issue right now that the tech companies and the Biden administration have said is combating fake news and misinformation. And it's really unfair because they focus a lot on white supremacy and neo-Nazi things, but who's fact-checking them? And I realize every one of us is always reacting to them, mm -hmm. but we're not just checking their facts in an objective way. So I'm proud to announce that as of today, as early as about 9 a.m. Central Time this morning, I know this is gonna be crazy, <laughs> I am now a self-certified fact checker for wow. the right-wing movement, specifically wow. for Blaze Media. And I have started by fact-checking that document. <laughs> where I know this is really crazy. So I, did, I did hard work. I said, why would I be a reporter and go report real facts when I can do what all the you know, lazy fat people, journalists that call themselves journalists <laughs> today do, sit in their apartments and talk about other news. Guess what? Check this out. For heavy research. Tell us. I'm going to break this here. <laughs> After heavy research and watching about 12 videos of people not able to get gas and waiting in long lines, I have proved that the New York Times and all of their millions of dollars of statements that they are, that this is not happening is actually, in fact, false. Wow. And I know that you guys wonder how I've gotten the skills to do that kind of yeah, fact checking. Tell us. But it turns out that basically all you have to do to disprove the New York Times claim is just l like open your eyes. I'm going to teach everyone to be a fact checker. Okay. Watch okay. people okay. waiting in line at, at, at gas stations. <laughs> Look at signs that say gas is out from multiple people. And then huh. you just tweet something and you go, according to my sources, you're wrong. And that's how we've, we've, we've fought back. Hmm. Interesting. I know. It's. Save the praises. I mean, <laughs> save I, the praises. I would have thought you would have needed to go to school for like many, no, many years in order to in order something. to prove that's this. the that's no. the old that's the old guard. 
<laughs> now today you just need a couple of these. Wow. You, I can identify as whatever you want. <laughs> All you need is eyes, and you too can be as smart as people on Twitter. <laughs> so let's go to uh, just to that point. Let's go Stick to a uh, local news reporter in Charlotte who was filming a, uh, this is, again, use your eyes, open them, and watch the f the filming of uh, a busy gas station and uh, him saying he was told they were just all out of gas. Watch. This is the QT gas station on Selenese around 9.30 at night. They are out of gas. Everybody sitting here is not getting gas. Everything except diesel is out, what they just told me. Um, and now I've seen again, because I have been properly trained to use my eyeballs that right. God gave me. You're a fact checker now, too. I, well, <laughs> I, I mean, certified I'm trying not you. to brag. So, but now this is, how, this is how it works. <laughs> I certified that you're a fact checker and I'm a fact checker, therefore, that it's a fact. Perfect. Okay, great. So I saw... Um, because I am now a newly certified fact checker, I saw <laughs> the videos and there were, I mean, people driving down very busy um, main roads and they were driving past the line that came all the way out down the side of the main road because everyone's panicked that they're going to run out of gas and uh, they're coming to go get the gas. This was, of course, brought to you by the um, the uh, security uh, issue that um, was the Colonial Pipeline had that we discussed yesterday. And um, there you go. There you have it. So uh, we're all screwed. But at least we don't have uh, mean tweets. So I'm, I, for one, am really Good glad Good time that. to be a diesel gas user. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it like if you put diesel gas in your regular car, it'll look, like explode or something? Yeah, I don't think that it's recommended to do. Okay. I definitely don't think it would do good things to your engine. I'm not a car expert. I am a newly uh, certified fact yeah. checker, but not a car expert. Honestly, though, when I so. first heard about the Colonial Pipeline, I thought it was like some sort of like colon cleanser for, for like older yes. people. Like the colonial pipeline. My pipeline, pipeline. could use a, a, little un, a little jangling. Yeah, I was like. A little diesel? Yeah, no, like it's diesel. funny. These aren't, just, these aren't just people. I had a, I had a guy named Chandler Crump. He's a, he's a commentator. He just went in Georgia to a gas station. And what we were noticing is because we we're told not to believe our eyes and not to accept the truth, they actually had put caution tape around all of the gas tanks because they either were out of gas or B, because they had too much gas and they were worried about when you grab the, the the nozzle that it would actually just like fall out. So we were trying to figure out which <laughs> one was the case, but because there was no cars there, we assumed the latter. That just probably, we're probably are lying with our eyes and there probably is just too much gas <laughs> and people are just afraid to access the, the, the station. I mean, that's what it looks yeah. like. It's a great point. It's like caution, they're running out of gummies inside the gas <laughs> yeah. station. You know. Caution tape around the gas station to let you know that the mountain, there's no more Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> So the uh, let's see, uh, the Joe Biden administration, deputy national security advisor uh, for cyber and emerging technology. That is quite a title. That is quite a title. It seems to go on forever. Uh, told a reporter who asked about paying a ransom that it is, of course, a private sector decision for the Colonial Pipeline to make on its own. Here's that exchange. So first, we recognize that victims of cyber attacks often face a very difficult situation. And they have to just balance often the cost benefit when they have no choice with regard to paying a ransom. Colonial is a private company and will defer um, information regarding their decision on paying a ransom to them. Did you, would the, the administration offer any advice on whether or not to pay a ransom? So typically that is a private sector decision and the administration has not offered further advice at this time. Given the rise in ransomware, that is one area we're definitely looking at now to say what should be the government's approach to ransomware actors and to ransoms overall. 
I mean, you have to believe that this is, you know, the uh, the Green New Deal party is just kind of like, oh, gosh, darn, the oil and gas industry got Delta below that. Geez, that really is terrible for them. We really wish them well. Um, <laughs> but by the way, we'd really like to cram the Green New Deal down your throats. I mean, I have, you've got to believe that, like, they're secretly like Talking about pipelines, mm. cramming things down our throats. We're going in all orifices I mean, today. I'm getting a little heated. I'm getting here. worked up, too. <laughs> I'm getting excited. You said this is going to be boring, and I'm feeling like. Is my wife watching? But like, <laughs> I know. No, but like, you know, the Great Reset apparently wasn't as great as we thought it was going to be. And what we're experiencing now is something interesting. We're like, we currently have an infrastructure bill that is in play, trillions of dollars worth. We've now have problems with two pipelines, one that we cut already, the Keystone XL pipeline, and this one, right, you have this colonial one. So it's really interesting that when our infrastructure is both either being cut by the administration or not being defended properly, that suddenly Biden goes from far left to libertarian and mm -hmm. is like, oh, corporations. Just private sector just oops. needs to figure oh, wow. it all out. But also we're going to push a giant windmill farm out <laughs> in the middle of the ocean. So we do care about energy, but that's the wrong kind. Right. And so I'm sorry you guys can't get to work. This shows you that maybe you shouldn't rely on fossil fuels. It's like, well, my conclusion is not let's not rely on the fossil fuels. Let's not rely on the government. You've proven me that you guys are ineffective at protecting any of our interests because who needs gas? I mean, it's like working stuff. So unimportant <laughs> in 2021. Well, so, you know, you mentioned Biden all of a sudden being more oh libertarian whenever it uh, it is advantageous for him. Um, yesterday evening he came out and was discussing. You know he just had this horrible jobs report that came out. Um, it <laughs> fell way short of what was even expected. And you you get you know when you go into you know your expectations for Joe Biden they're already low, right? Uh, and so Joe Biden said that um, you know maybe people who are offered a suitable job must take the job or lose their benefits. Watch. We're going to make it clear that anyone collecting unemployment who is offered a suitable job <laughs> must take the job or lose their unemployment benefits. There are a few COVID-19 related exceptions, so the people aren't forced to choose between their basic safety and a paycheck. But otherwise, that's the law. I know there's been a lot of discussion since Friday, since Friday's report, that people are being paid to stay home uh -huh. rather than go to work. Uh -huh. Well, we don't see much evidence of that. Oh, oh. That is he kept you a, a major factor. <laughs> no, we, we don't fails. see that. That look, it's easy to say the the line has been because of the generous unemployment benefits that it's a major factor in labor shortages. Americans want to work. Um, it's interesting because apparently the, the jobs report uh, indicates that they do not, in fact, want to work, Joe. No. And you know what? To use a bit of anecdotal evidence, which people say isn't true, except for the fact that being that I used to work with a lot of youth, a lot of them are very young now, like in their early 20s, and I can tell you talking to each and every one of them, when they, they were complaining, I know I talked to one guy, I'm not going to say who, but uh, he was like, called me, he's like, they're cutting my benefits. You know, and he was complaining, and I'm like, bro, you just need to go back to work. And these guys, by the way, were buying like weed and stuff with their benefits, and I'll tell you what, I've used, I've smoked weed in my life, and I, when I was smoking weed, I didn't want to work either. And so it's like, like, <laughs> like it, it's just the truth. I mean, some people do, but I'm, I'm down to just chill, right? I mean, yeah. so when you tell these kids that are gonna take a lot of these entry-level positions out in the workforce that are gonna go out, are gonna work at food places, I'm talking to restaurant owners down to the people who aren't taking the jobs, and everyone can agree, fact check here, that definitely, <laughs> 
definitely the unemployment benefits are keeping people from returning to jobs. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and that's just the truth. It's like, well, people say, well, because, well, then raise minimum wage. It's like, that's not the point. The point is, is why would I work at an entry level job and try to get ahead when I can just survive off the government? And I would say that's probably his end goal. Yeah. That's yeah. really the goal yes. is like yes. keep people reliant on the government, keep this generation dependent and it's working. Yeah. yeah, get the population to a point where they can't fit into their work clothes. And there you go. They're not going to want to leave their house. Yeah, I mean, it is it is interesting that the way that they're trying to use this as a call for raising the, the minimum wage. Cause That's it's, what it's about. I know, but it's like, you guys... <laughs> They a company if a company doesn't if they can't afford to pay their people fifteen dollars an hour that job they don't just it's get to now. keep they change it you know they change it to twenty five no they didn't I, uh, this is not just one person stop it was trending why not hundred trending exactly. why not two hundred Elijah I say why not three hundred I I'm down I mean I'll quit here like why more would I, money twenty five yeah. that's cheap it's raining why not? I want to be it's home it's just arbitrary <laughs> yeah. it's just arbitrary at this point but it's just it it kills me that they don't understand that like. If you force people to raise it to that amount, the job doesn't exist anymore. So, like, do you want to get paid, you know, whatever, $13 an hour, or do you want to get paid zero? I don't... Yeah, and a national yeah. minimum wage doesn't make any sense either. When they want a federal one, is because, like, obviously, that's why minimum wages are different. Yeah. I think minimum wage actually causes problems, because I feel I like, uh, genuinely, when I look at places, if there was no minimum wage, then the wage would be set based upon who would actually work yep. there. And so right yeah. now, if there weren't people, then people would naturally just raise the wages. Right. But it's like, well, let's just work around this threshold. And I think it actually prevents the hiking of these things. And also, too, like... These same people that want a minimum wage are all about illegal immigration and letting people in, about bringing in foreigners and legal immigration. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, this is all competition that is causing people to take wages that you won't. And it's like, you know, people just talk about illegals being like, oh, but the jobs Americans don't want. No, but let's talk about legal immigration and the jobs Americans do want. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's a reason why we have artificially low uh, income based on the inflation of cost of goods. Not only because we pumped trillions of dollars into our economy in one year, which is horrifying, <laughs> but also simply because as a country, we're not serious anymore. We don't take ourselves seriously. We're not basing our, our, our ideas and values in projections off of science, credibility off of statistics. It's just that everybody wants money and nobody wants to work. And that's what we're seeing here. And it's not going to change once the minimum wage raises. How worried should we be about inflation? Well, I'm not an economist, and I'm glad I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not, because to be an economist today, you're devalued and you're not really listened to yeah. in society. Mm -hmm. But I think we should be very worried. I mean, I, I have found I've, my grocery bills doubled in the last year, and I'm not eating more. I mean, I'd like to think I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it's doubled, and I mean, I mean, the fact right. is, is that when you're talking about basic things like corn, like corn, like corn is doubled. Yeah. And so you're talking about the fact this isn't like, oh, don't eat wagyu beef, you know, stay off. <laughs> Families are suffering right now. They're having a difficult time. Workers are suffering. Businesses are cutting hours. I've been finding because they can't find enough people to take the shifts. Yeah. Did you guys see? Um, this just just reminded me uh, how out of touch some publications can be. I. I forget which, I think it was The Guardian, and they wrote this um, this story about so how celebrities handled the pandemic, and oh, the tweet that, uh, that accompanied the story was that Gwyneth Paltrow actually broke down and ate bread during the quarantine, <laughs> and it said, what was your lowest point oh, of the wow. lockdown? What is Paltrow? I think I may have drank wine off the floor that spilled. And I <laughs> I mean, just I'm like, like, oh, I mean, people just like lost <laughs> yeah. their livelihoods, had people, to close the doors of their yeah. business, couldn't feed their families, yeah. uh, had relatives who killed themselves. Yeah. But Gwyneth Paltrow had to eat bread, so... Might as well kill yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> we all struggle differently. Yeah, yeah I, it's just so... I was like, 
Oh, I, you got to have someone like in PR it. who looks at that tweet and goes, that's not really no, relatable. No, it's good. It's good. It's just like KFC making a, an ad for fried chicken recently, and they put a little uh, black kid in a bucket coming out and <laughs> said, like, yeah. buy your fried chicken. So the weird. tone deafness of society is entertainment to me because it helps me to know that I'm on the right track. As long yeah. as I go the opposite direction of wherever <laughs> society is headed, yeah. then I'm like, even I could have been a better PR person for KFC or for The Guardian. And it's like, I don't look at when the corporate media and when society is on, like getting off track. I'm more noticing, I'm worried when they're on track. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. when you're going, okay, what's going on here? Why are they being honest for once? Why yeah. are they pretending to live right. in reality? What are they getting out of it? Right. And unfortunately for us, the world's not gonna get better. The country's not gonna get better. It, I'm I'm still on the train of like just let it implode. And maybe people say that's pessimistic, but there's there's not going to be a legal route to get out of this when the Supreme Court is compromised. There's not going to be a, an elective way to get out of this when our elections are definitely not compromised and 100% hmm. fair and free. Well, they're fortified as well. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, and there's not going to be like a cultural way when our culture doesn't value truth or, or value God anymore. There's, there's not a religious way when our churches are compromised by social justice and progressivism rather than the gospel. Like these institutions are compromised. They're not going to be reformed because there's too many of them interlinked. And so yeah. implosion is the only way, not explosion, not encouraging violence, but they're going to have to collapse and they're gonna have to be rebuilt yeah build back better uh, <laughs> <coughs> that is <coughs> wow i've got build back in even my... better i'll talk and pretend like you're not coughing <laughs> i uh <laughs> it's not COVID. i swear i just swallowed my tea wrong but uh we've got more to come and thank you by the way to the newly minted fact checker wow. elijah schaefer uh, yeah, again true. congratulations on that thank you everyone please clap really if you're at your house or in your car <laughs> for a fine. second if you're in the car <laughs> yeah it's fine i'm just dying over here um but you know what i could really use is omega xl uh omega xl has nothing to do with um the choking that i'm doing but what it does have to do with is if you are living in pain maybe you have neck pain shoulder pain knee pain maybe you've reached the age where it just hurts to get out of bed in the morning mm -hmm. um what you don't realize is it's usually inflammation that is causing the problem and if you don't treat that inflammation it can cause permanent damage now omega xl is backed by 35 years of clinical research it actually attacks the inflammation that is causing your pain which is unlike the pain relievers and the topical rubs that you can just like rub on your shoulder and you go oh my gosh this feels great for 10 minutes and then it wears off omega xl is actually going to neutralize the inflammation that causes painful stiff joints and muscles uh, it is made from essential fatty acid combination from the pristine waters of new zealand which i know a lot of you are like oh it's natural it doesn't work oh Oh, no, no, no. It does. Uh, our very own Pat Gray realized that the other day when he went to, he had very, very bad elbow pain, couldn't lift a coffee cup even. It took him a week and he was back to normal. Let's wow. get you started now. If you are in pain, it doesn't have to be that way. Go to Omega XL and get a second bottle for free. It is OmegaXL.com slash news. You can get that second bottle for free at OmegaXL.com slash news. Back in a minute. <laughs> The IDF, Israel Defense Forces, punched back hard uh, last night leading into this morning in response to Palestinian terrorists firing hundreds of rockets inside Israel. There were over 200 rockets and mortar shells that were fired from the Gaza Strip toward Israel uh, from 6 p.m. Monday to 6 a.m. Tuesday. A bunch of them were intercepted, of course, by the Iron Dome, which um, if, again, as a newly certified fact checker, because I had a fact checker just certify me as one, <laughs> um, I can tell you I did see a video of 
all of these rockets coming and them being intercepted by the Iron Dome. It was pretty incredible um, to watch out there, but uh, it did not obviously intercept all of the rockets. There were a ton of them and uh, several uh, hit civilian targets in, Isra in Israel. It injured dozens and uh, early estimates put the number as high as 31. And in response to that, uh, again, you know, there's just like could be war breaking out in the Middle East and everything, but I'm just really glad that we don't have um, mean tweets from our president. So uh, IDF actually confirmed through a tweet that they killed the commander of uh, <clears throat> the Hamas anti-tank missile unit. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name, but uh, if you're Iyad watching, you can Fati read it. Faik Sharir. We'll call him Ethan. He was in charge of, <laughs> of carrying out anti-tank missile attacks on Israel. Our aircraft are currently striking additional terror targets in Gaza. Um, you know, it's just really, it's a really scary time right now for this to be happening because um, I wouldn't say that we have an administration that is like very pro-Israel. Uh, at all, really. And I would say that um, our leadership uh, has some people who are kind of like the opposite. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out, Elijah. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about Israel, I'm just going to go ahead and cancel myself right now and just <laughs> oh. bring up two things. Like, I think there's like a good, there's like three people in the world when you talk about Israel. There's the people who hate Israel and are blinded by their hate for Jews in Israel, but they can't report the facts. And, and I would like to say that I think that some in leadership, in United States leadership, yes. fit in that criteria, which is, I think, the problem. Right. Okay. And the problem over here is that some people are so back-end funded by Israeli lobbyists and money and also, or religious beliefs about Israel, that they're so pro-Israel that they're also blinded to give any truth to. So there's like hatred and love for Israel can be blind people to giving facts. And there's me in the middle who's like... Why do we care so much about a country on the other side of the world? Yeah, um, well, you we are a fact gas checker. Shortages. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but so what it comes down to is like is like nobody wants to talk about it in the middle because the the conversation is so dominated by the people that like every criticism is of Israel is anti-Semitism, and then every time you could praise Israel, you hate the Palestinians. Right. You know, like so like there's this weird argument that puts people like I'll just won't touch it. But being realistic and, and avoiding even the scriptural references is like when you look at this conflict. The media is shilling for the Palestinians, as always, mm -hmm. and they're saying that, oh, Israel, this is, uh, they're going, Israel's just attacking Palestinian children, which we know is a false statement, right? right? We know right. Hamas is a terrorist organization that remains in power and uses their own citizens as shields. Right. However, on the other hand, we also know that Israel and Arabs often feel a right to the land, and Israel is actively violating charters and wants to push and expand in their territory, which is getting in the way of these zones that they've created for Palestinians. And the problem is with the conflict that's going on here is that everyone keeps talking about how this just happened over settlement issues. But this is a, this is a, a typical textbook George Floyd situation where People talk about the race riots last year being because of George Floyd, but we know that they tried to start them with Ahmaud Arbery. Mm -hmm. And then when we look back now, we know that the riots were planned to destabilize the country ahead of the election, and it had little to do with George Floyd. These were organized riots and protests that had very little to do with black justice, as we see what BLM did with the $80 million, mm -hmm. and had very much to do with the elections. And the same thing's happening here in Israel. They're using, I mean, Trump cut off money to Israel and I mean not to Israel to the Hamas uh, uh, authorities and cut off the funding to the Palestinians and then Biden comes in and then oh, all of a sudden they have 200 million dollars and then a month later now we have rockets being fired at the Jews and they're saying oh it's over some conflict well I would say this you did not randomly acquire thousands of rockets 
through Iranian channels and smugglers overnight over one dispute. This is a long-standing war, and as Bill Clinton said, the Middle East will break your heart. This is not going to be solved overnight because there's no way to talk about this in a, in a, in a sophisticated way without these mm. two groups of idiotic people constantly accusing you of one thing or the other. And from my understanding from Zechariah in the book, in the Bible even, it said that people who try to occupy and come against Israel will be cut into pieces. And even Psalm 116, 22 says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, AK, because there never will be. I don't think that this conflict could be resolved anytime soon. Trump got close, but with all the good things Trump did, we know why they wanted him out. Yeah, Chrissy. Wow, I mean, there's no way I can top the fact checker. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. self-certified. <laughs> well, then let me, let me ask you this then. How, how confident are you in our leadership right now here in America um, and our contribution to whatever is going to happen, how it's going to shake out in, in the Middle East? It's so scary, like, just because it feels like, uh, you know, letting two and three-year-olds uh, be transgender seems to be more important than what's going on with our own country, right? And they're like, like why? Well, who cares about Israel? Like, the gas prices are through the roof. I don't know. I get It makes me angry. You know, you bring that up. Um, it was interesting because I'm looking at all of the, just for a, a local uh, moment here for a second, I'm looking at all of the bills that Texas, the Texas legislature has yet to take up. And I'm looking at the, one, the ones that they passed and it's like they've made Dr. Pepper like the official drink of the state well, and they've finally. made San Marcos, <laughs> which I went to school in San Marcos, they've made San Marcos the mermaid capital of the world or the country or whatever. And I'm oh, like, I'm, I'm looking at this going... <laughs> Why are they why are we talking about these things? Why are our taxpayer our taxpayer dollars going to these places so that the legislature can take up whether or not we need to designate San Marcos as the you know the Texas uh, the mermaid capital of the world. Meanwhile, we've got Black Lives Matter in the streets over in Plano, uh, shutting things down and and causing a ruckus there. So they're just trying to get ahead. Like I think this is the red pill moment that a lot of people watching this show probably know, is that like we're just three people in surrounded by cardboard walls that are made to look like they're not made <laughs> hey, out of cardboard. Hey, <laughs> movie <laughs> magic. Yeah, movie magic. Uh, you know, with, with engineers and crew sitting around, and these are screens you could buy that we're looking at uh, at Walmart. Like, meaning, the, it, regardless of the budget, I mean, theoretically, anybody could do this. Yeah. And there's nothing special about media people or the government, and I think that's a real sombering thing, is when you're in the government or in media or in these things where people think that you know something they don't, you can just admit, we don't. And what the government fails to do out of their own interest is acknowledge that most most of them are hungry on power and money mm -hmm. and being in a position of power and influence and money they can line their pockets they have to fill their time and just like maybe you at work right now will just you know make it look like you're typing on the computer <laughs> but you're not or you know at home you pretend to put on some makeup for your quick zoom call but you were just sitting around drinking mimosas maybe during the meantime that's what the government is doing they're just they, they have to always be doing something but they're not willing to do anything that'll actually make the change and they have to put on that illusion so they hold hearings and they mm -hmm. they write pieces of paper and they don't care about you and until we realize that those people in government are just us like it's always like well the california government doesn't really represent the people there it's like no those are just powerful people in the government those are just people that live in mansions yeah, that hang right. out and they know that you think they're more powerful than you and that you think that and we have to rip that illusion off for the government and let them know as quickly as you think you got there and how safe your position is mm -hmm. peacefully of course we'll rip you right out of your seat and we can replace you in a, in a moment they're cocky because they think we're stupid mm -hmm. and we've got to start fighting back peacefully and let them know <laughs> that we're not as stupid as they think right
Uh, all right, we've got more to come. But first, we want to thank our, our sponsor, My Son Hunter. Uh, oh, yes. In case you have not been paying attention, which I know you have, so you know this already, Hunter Biden, he's, this is not a good guy, all right? From his shady foreign business dealings Ugh. to his lies in the media, the Bidens are working overtime to cover up his laundry list of scandals, including uh, pretending like everything that the New York Post published was fake news. It wasn't, all right? The media and big tech is helping them to do it. That is why the filmmakers behind the Gosnell movie are making My Son Hunter. Hunter, the Hunter Biden movie to put an end to the Biden media cover up. My son Hunter is going to expose all of it. The shady foreign business dealings, the laptop, which has pictures in it that you don't even want to see because trust me, they're gross. All right. But they need your help to expose this. Hollywood is not going to fund this film. Obviously, it's too controversial. It exposes some of the most powerful people in the world. These filmmakers are relying on you, all right? Your gift of $10, $50, or $100 or more will help stop the Biden media cover-up and make My Son Hunter. By the way, your donation is 100% tax deductible. You got to go to mysonhuntermovie.com right now. Make a donation. Anything helps, all right? We have got to get the word out. We have got to spread the word about Joe Biden's son's corrupt business dealings. We can do that at mysonhuntermovie.com. That is mysonhuntermovie.com. I'm sure this audience will be shocked to hear uh, this next story about the United States CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, um, actually used a very misleading statistic in its updated mask wearing guidance last month that exaggerated the risk of contracting COVID-19 while outdoors. Now, um, no, I don't. Can we say that the can we say fact checker? Can we say <laughs> that The New York Times is not a certified fact checking publication? We can say that the New York Times might be respected as one, but they have failed to fact check the biggest arbiter against actual facts, which is the New York Times. <laughs> so, there's, it's they, just that there's a conflict of interest there. Their fact checks are opinion pieces. Right. And that's when you realize that the difference between a fact check and opinion piece is no different. That's when you realize we can all give opinions and we can all... Check our facts. Well, yeah. the the clock uh, strikes, uh, what is it, midnight twice a day. It's whatever. always 5 o'clock somewhere. It, it, not that's, quite where I was going, <laughs> but... That's like, cheers. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um, they actually are the ones who, who found this out. So CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky, um, when she was announcing the updated guidance on mask wearing, she told reporters that studies showed less than 10% of documented COVID-19 transmissions occur outdoors. Uh, that's actually wrong, according to several epidemiologists. They said um, it's actually less than 1% and maybe even below 0.1%. Wow. But I guess technically when you listen to what she said, she said less than 10%. So that would still fall less, less yeah. than like, 10%. Like, like more than... 40 million people actually voted for Joe Biden, right? right. So, like, right. that doesn't mean that it was 81 million, no. but it was more than 40. We know that it was more than 40. Right, but that's what doesn't <laughs> matter anymore. And this is the illusion of things, where it's like, it's like, oh, do you like me? And it's like, oh, I don't hate you. Mm -hmm. right. And it's like, but so your answers today are never truthful. And it's like, but also you, too, you have to realize all that we're looking to for the answers are actual experts, but they're not their experts. And so, like, what happens with the CDC and all these places is, if you want to actually fact check them or you want to call them out, as a lot of you watching probably know from your Facebooks or different platforms, you will actually get censored, deleted, suspended mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sharing factual information, mm -hmm. even from the CDC or WHO that they've now changed or edited. I, I remember wow. that, that I, I, they told me I got, I got fact checked 
for sharing uh, CDC information because it disagreed with the WHO, but a few months prior, I got fact-checked for sharing information from a doctor because it disagreed with the CDC. Right. So it's like you can't even keep up with it. So that's why we have to be our own. Yeah. Uh, So, so by the way, um, by saying outdoor transmission is less than 10%. Are you allowed to say that? It's also less than 100%. Yeah, it it is. That's true. Um, They actually, you know, (laughs) made it appear like it was far riskier than it was uh, going outdoors with people. And CDC lies. (laughs) No, they mislead. It's misinformation, not fake. It's like when they say like, oh, fully vaccinated people can travel. It's like I'm not vaccinated and I got here. Yeah, you can hug and kiss without a mask on. Yeah. Were we not doing that? (laughs) Apparently, there are some people who live and die, sadly, by the CDC guidelines, even though they change every day. So I don't know how they keep up with it. But, um, you know, so these epidemiologists are saying this is not just a gotcha math issue. It is an example of how the CDC is struggling to communicate effectively, leaving many people confused about what is truly risky. So then it's like you see these crazy people online who are like, you're you're killing grandma. You can't go without a mask. You can't do these things and it's like why are you still living in so much fear and then you realize it's because they're listening to the cdc freaking director who is making it sound like it all of this stuff is way more risky than it was but when it comes down to the numbers it's not and if you think that that is not on purpose you are sorely mistaken are you even allowed to speak the truth on this show anymore like i mean realistically speaking that's what's so funny is i feel like this is going to be a diss and i'm going to piss someone off and that's Uh okay is that I feel like dealing with the CDC as a nation is sort of like what a husband feels dealing with a wife, where it's like, <laughs> when, oh boy, here when, we go. When how, like when wives just say something, you guys could know this, and you know this from having a husband. You're like, men, I'm just here, and I just want simplicity. But a woman, there's so many complications. It could be mood, it could be the day, it could be hormones. There's so much to think about that it's like it's hard as a man to like know what woman am I getting today? Like, and it's like, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. And it's like, I, w- I want to respect you and I want to love you, but we've just got to be clear. We've got to communicate clearly. And that's the key to a relationship between men and women is like, as long as we're on a clear communication, even if I don't get it, if, yeah. I'll just accept it that what you're saying is true. Even if it's like, I don't know what I said that made you mad and how it was the tone that I said it in, but at least we're on the same page and we know what's going on. The CDC doesn't realize that that's how people feel with the government. Mm-hmm. It's like, we don't really get it and we don't know why they lie to us and stuff. All we're asking for is just communicate effectively and fairly. And they intentionally mislead. They're like a cheating spouse or something. They have a secret agenda and yeah. a secret mm-hmm. life on the side and they want to mislead us. So we feel confused. Like, is someone lying to us? And then when you show your confusion, they say, shame on you for not listening and trusting right. us. Right, but it, Who yes. do you think you are? Are you an epidemiologist? Are you a scientist? We're the experts, not you. And, it's and like, I say now, I'm going to say, maybe that's my next stick, epidemiologist Elijah. Yes. There you go. And the CDC's like, do I look fat in these pants? And like, like, they do look fat in those pants, yeah. but you can't say it. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Omaha Steaks. So, uh, oh, nice. Summer, I know if you're if you're here in the Dallas area, you know today is just awful. It is super rainy, um, so you wouldn't realize it, but summer is actually almost here. And uh, what that means for us here in Texas, because we don't care what the CDC says, is that we're going to have backyard grill-outs, we're going to have parties, we're going to have a bunch of people over, and uh, all of those parties and grill-outs are not complete without Omaha Steaks. All right, you got to go to omahasteaks.com. Enter keyword Y in the search bar. It is not a promo code. You got to go to the search bar up there at the top and enter WHY to find the Let's Go Grill package. Now you're going to get a huge savings. You're also going to get a bonus of 12 Omaha Steaks burgers for free. That's almost four pounds of burgers. That's a lot of meat. 
Don't isolate that audio. Thank you. To top it all <laughs> off, you will get $20 off of your first order. It includes four butcher cut filet mignons, four boneless pork chops, chicken breasts, kielbasa sausages, so much more. Um, by the way, like if you have kids, the kids love all of it. My son begs for these burgers. Um, he loves the chicken. He loves all of it as well. You're inviting us over for a barbecue? Yeah, it sounds like you're inviting totally. us over. Totally. Oh, okay. With Omaha Steaks? I never had yes. them, and I'll try them at her oh, place. Oh, you got to try them. They're so good. Okay. you got to go to omahasteaks.com, use the code YWHY, and you will get those 12 free burgers and $20 off at checkout, uh, unless you just want to come on over to my place, because we're cooking them over at my place yeah, as address well. address posted in the, the pinned <laughs> comment. Please, please, for the love of God, no. <laughs> omahasteaks.com, keyword Y back in a minute. The FDA acted yesterday to expand Pfizer's emergency use authorization for its COVID-19 vaccine to include uh, kids ages 12 to 15. Mm. So congrats to all of you who have children. Now you too can bring your kids to be guinea pigs for this COVID-19 vaccine um, because there are no long-term studies on it. I just like to bring that up. I don't, well, Hold on. Let me get the fact checkers mm, fact yes. checked on that. Have there been any long term studies on this particular specific Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine? Careful. I have to be careful because critics of the show, including Susan Wojcicki from YouTube. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining hello. the chat. FBI. Nice to see you. Uh, we're here <laughs> and to say this, that mRNA technology uh, gene therapies, which are we are now calling vaccines, has been, studied. Uh, has been mm -hmm. largely studied, but not in a mass scale like this. I don't think we've had something like this in a very long time. And this particular, and this particular one, I'll say this: all of the ingredients I combined. But I would preclude this by saying that Pfizer, the company that we all know to trust, that we tattoo in Do our we? bodies, yes, <laughs> blindly, I would say, um, has been sued for tens of billions of dollars over the last years based off of intentionally misleading the public on certain medications mm -hmm. and. And in malpractice and issues with uh, actual damages from their products and also not cared and that's been swept under the rug so with that in mind i would say this is what fact checkers would say how long is long to you because right. if you're about dog years <laughs> right. about dog years damn straight we've had a very I long mean, study in my world four inches is long <laughs> So, um, Chrissy, it was nice having you on the show. Unfortunately, this will be your last go around. It felt longer. Um, but, uh, you know, it is it is interesting that you bring up Pfizer having lawsuits, the, you know, being involved in lawsuits, because congrats with this particular uh, medication. You, you can't actually sue them if anything bad happens. Yeah, so but none of, the, that, none of the vaccines. Just keep that in mind, right. You know, and you know 1986, look it up. I, if you're like me and you're watching this, uh, just like talk to the camera for a second, <laughs> I have like was was way more in support of the vaccines before this whole thing mm -hmm. because I was like, yeah, a lot of vaccines are really good and I also, I've studied the science behind them. I knew that, you know, like for instance, HPV vaccine comes with certain risks of cervical cancer and so I'd probably avoid giving my kids this, but polio or different things, we've eradicated diseases and now when like, a video comes out of doctors, literally, I'm not gonna do it to say the censors, but yeah, flipping yeah. off the camera yeah. and saying, get the effing vaccine on Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel, and doctors wow. are telling me and cursing at me, just get the effing vaccine. I'm right. like, now I'm very suspect yeah. on this, because it's not like, here's the science and the data, and here's how it's effective and safe, yep. and here's why you should trust. It's like, you mother effing pleb, get the vaccine, because if you don't, you're a punk and you want to kill people, and it's like, wow. I don't really trust this one. Which I feel like is creating more anti-vaxxers, like, you could have I someone- I them now. I used to not listen to anti-vaxxers, right, now that's I what I'm saying. They're fun, it, they're fun at parties. <laughs> well, can I'm just saying like- They it, risk a lot. <laughs> just like Joe Biden is the greatest salesman, uh, gun salesman of all time, mm -hmm. you know? They, like, they do these things where mm. you wouldn't think about it and now you're like well hold on 
I was not an anti-vaxxer just by saying, uh, I think we should keep in mind that this has no long-term studies, but now that you're calling me an anti-vaxxer and shunning me for bringing up something as simple as there are no long-term studies and this is not an FDA-approved drug, no, I kind of am an anti-vaxxer. I feel like there yeah. are a lot of people who think that way, Chrissy. Yeah, it's like if I keep calling my boyfriend an anti-complimenter, he's not going to be inclined to give me compliments. <laughs> As that, that sounds like you know from personal experience. I might. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I just found out that Austin Fletcher from Flaggers Talks, this is so sad, he tried to leave on his plane from here yeah. yesterday and it got canceled. So he had to stay the night again on the couch because she's in the guest bedroom. And he's now, he's, <laughs> it's like 9 a.m. And he still hasn't taken off because no one knows there's like massive storms going on outside this building right now. Oh, no. It's just so sad. Anyone in Texas, probably don't drive for Flaggers. Yeah, hun don't hunker go to the down. airport. Hunker down. All right, we've got uh, only a couple minutes left, but I do just want to bring this up to the table really quickly. Uh, Northwestern University student news newspaper recently published an article that uh, said that white people walk awkwardly on sidewalks because of internalized <laughs> racism. This is, this, it's is true. A real, this is a real thing. Kids so. dysplasia is not real. <laughs> and maybe maybe we're just two-stepping too we much. We don't have, yeah, rhythm. I, I just don't even understand. It says... Um, what is awkwardly? Uh, that, that's a great question. So it just says um, it requires black people to yield to white people whenever possible. Black people were made to show deference to white people anytime they interacted. One of the ways they were made to do so was by stepping off the sidewalk when a white person was walking past. And wow. uh, white people were just accustomed to walking through the world like that. And they still carry it along with them walking on that sidewalk awkwardly, which I feel is a little bit racist to say that white people walk awkwardly. I mean, by by walking awkwardly, you mean I'm always crossing the street. <laughs> well, yeah, um, maybe yeah. it has to do with, I don't know, if there are people crossing the street, like white women crossing the street, that's a whole other story that has to do with certain statistical numbers. But on the side note, on a real note, it's like, look, I don't care. The point is, is that a lot of these people hate white people, and that's okay. Um, you go ahead and let your hatred be known. But also, this brings up the next fact of possibly our next stick, which is becoming academic writers, because what I've learned is like you could literally just write anything, and anything. if you have a degree from an institution, mm -hmm. it becomes mm -hmm. intellectual. And because the peer review doesn't matter anymore on online publications, we can all become experts, collegiate intellectual experts. Ooh. And I would just like to say, since you haven't had a title, and you seem to be the smartest one on the table. Uh, <laughs> I will say this, you are now an honorary, you're now honorary intellectual receiver of the first ever Blaze Media Doctorate of intellectual bullshit. I don't know how to say it. Because yeah, 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 I, say the censors, I think the all, all walks matter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. We got to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> I started making a, on my show we have, we have a black person expert, John Doyle. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't forget to go to wherever you find your audio podcast. I see you guys out there on YouTube and on Facebook we see you. and on Blaze TV. <laughs> we see you watching this program. But what you need to do is go over to the audio side and search for the news and why it matters. Subscribe, rate and review the show. And that will help more people find it. Um, also, it keeps helping us rise in the numbers, which is great because my boss goes and looks at those numbers and thinks that I'm doing a good job. Yeah, and tell your, this is what people don't tell you either. You know people that listen to audio podcasts? Maybe you're not that person. 
Make sure you tell some audio yes. podcast listeners. Yes. Check yes. out this one, yes. even if you watch it, and then get them to go on their phone, subscribe to it, and get it in their queue. Even if they're liberal, go in there and get them on the news and why it yes. matters. And they'll be like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. it's news. And right, and, and it matters. So a lot of places have this like, <laughs> refer a friend, get $5 off. We don't offer that at all, but we're just asking you to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> you can also see your review read on the show, like the ones that we have today from K&E24, best place for news. My mom and I watch this on YouTube and we love it. We like when CNN and CNBC and the Democrats get made fun of. It is hilarious <laughs> and is the highlight of our day. Surely you wouldn't be talking about whenever we mention uh, the potato head himself with estrogen running through his veins, Ugh. Brian Stelter. Also one from Candish, <laughs> go ahead, make my day. Mom of five in Arizona, God bless you. Woo. I make time for this show every single day. I love Sarah and all the guests. Perfect combo of insight and sarcasm that makes my day. Um, I'm not so sure about today's episode. <laughs> we'll see. No. We try. We'll see. We'll see. Thanks for watching, you guys. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.